0: Episode forty-four: Ketchup, mustard, and summer. Welcome to the SaaS Venture Podcast, sharing the adventure of leading and growing a bootstrapped SaaS company. Hear the experiences, challenges, wins, and losses shared in each episode from
1: Aaron Waiky of LeadFerno and Darren Shaw of WhiteSpark. Let's go.
0: Welcome to the SAS Venture Podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Darren. And you might think we're talking about food today based on the title I just threw out there, but we're not. I meant, you know, ketchup as in catching up. And then mustard just seemed to go along with it. And then we do have a little summer theme information at the end. So just barbecue grilling. I just I just went for it. We'll, f- we'll figure out what's spicy in this episode, what the mustard is.
1: You didn't even put that in the uh, like show notes. You just came up with that, like totally on the fly.
0: I'm so off the cuff. It's
1: <laughs> pretty good. I like yeah, it. If me.
0: people heard our, our pre-recording talk, they'd understand. We were discussing 80s movies and yeah. random lines from hip-hop songs and everything else, so... The fact I threw out a random title, maybe, you know, probably not as random to you. Everyone else is probably like, yeah, Aaron just says weird things to start the show always. So no big deal.
1: Well, we did suggest that maybe we would do an episode on uh, 80s movies. So, you know, let us let us know if you if you want to hear that. There's
0: there's two things I've consumed a lot of visually. One is 80s movies. Um, You know, I'm 49. I'm an 80s kid. Uh, and then the other, my, my second half of life, um, and really probably just the last 10 years I've binged on, um, like British cop shows, like you wouldn't believe. Really? So, wow. oh my gosh. Like, um, most people might not know this, but there is a, a, Netflix equivalent app called BritBox. um, that for like, I think it's at 699 now a month, like you get all kinds of the like BBC shows and British television series. So I've watched ones that are 25 year long detective series and all these, you know, historic little made up old towns where only 200 people live there, but there's like, you know, 40 murders a year. Um, It's, it's just fabulous. And then I watch, you know, all kinds of other ones, but yeah, just anything that's British and involves a, a, a detective inspector, uh, or anything like that, I'm I'm all in on. And I've watched ones that literally have 100 plus
1: episodes and watched them all. Wow. Does Marcy watch these with you? Or she's like, yeah, no thanks.
0: Like less than 1% of the time. <laughs>
1: right. This is a solo activity. This is just yes. you. Yes.
0: Yeah. But I mean, anyone too can probably um, maybe identify or laugh. It just depends, I guess, what you do. But I-, I often will find myself talking about whatever one I'm watching And a a couple of them I've really gotten into where I talk about the characters as if they're like people involved in my daily life. (laughs) Right. So Marcy, you know, had to sort out first whether I'm talking about a real human who's my new friend and come to find out, no, it's just an inspector on a show I'm watching as I tell her about the silly things he's done and what's going (laughs) on and his tendencies and whatever else. So it's great.
1: Yeah. Good. Well, hey, what's going on in uh, the world of Leadferno these days? Yeah,
0: since we last caught up, which I think was probably mid or end of March.
1: Yeah, it was a while. um,
0: Yeah, just, I don't know, I I feel like both a lot and like little. Um, Not little as far as like what's being accomplished, but it seems like a lot of like lather, rinse, repeat, pretty good production cycles as far as like Things we're working on and putting together, um, new customer acquisition has been pretty much kind of the same. Um, April was a really big month for us, and March was was okay. So we added a you know more than a few grand in MRR in April, and just a little over a thousand um, in May. We already have some things pending for next month, um, so. That's been kind of interesting, you know, as a, as an overall, like uh, throughout this year, like our, our churn has just been really low, like sub 1%, um, which is just fabulous that we're basically losing just like one customer uh, a month. And, you know, not, not for a set reason or anything, you know, one we had, uh, they changed our CRM to HubSpot. So they wanted to use HubSpot has some live chat pop-up form type tools to get them into the HubSpot system. So they wanted to move to that just to be 100% HubSpot, even though we obviously can connect the HubSpot through um, Zapier. Yep. Um, you know, one, one or two where we just weren't a good fit for. Um, one, which prompted one of the things we're working on, they left us for Zendesk. They, they were after some more, you know, as they alluded to, like ticketing type features Um, this is one of those things. And maybe I kind of mentioned this in, in March based on the timing when they left, but, you know, you had to suss through the initial feedback they gave us. And after some back and forth and more details, they, they then really kind of shared that, you know, they wanted something tagging to kind of be able to, for them, like categorize priority of people that they were talking to. So they were a, a moving company. So, they wanted to categorize things that were leads compared to customers that needed urgent care, um, you know, or attention right away. They're not doing anything medically. I don't know if I want to use the term urgent care, but yeah. um, just kind of like they would use tags as like a priority setting so that they could group conversations together and look at, you know, what's everything in an in immediate and that might only be three or four conversations because they got a lot of leads and they had, you know, dozens of um, to close to hundred conversations open all the time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, losing them was kind of, it, it was one of those that they let us know that was an issue for them after they were already in motion to leave, right? Like, hey, yeah. we're making this switch next week. And it was kind of one of those, oh man, if you raise your hand earlier or let us know earlier, which we had asked for feedback because we mm-hmm. do with everybody and whatever else, like we had talked about building a tagging feature and so that, you know, wouldn't have been a big issue. And you know, that's we're finishing that up right now. Um, and I'm really excited about it for a couple of reasons. One, um, I can just see how it can help many customers that I've talked through through different scenarios and what they're doing, how to help them manage their their inbox, um, keep it organized. Uh, so it definitely has uses of that. I, I'm always a fan of features that I always just call like, you know, utility features where you can use them so many different ways. So this moving company wants to use it as priorities. So that can be done. Someone else might want to use it to like categorically group things um, that are out there. Yep. Uh, then we've had others request things where they want to be able to pre-qualify leads in Leadferno before they sync it with their CRM. So we are going to build a new Zapier trigger for this. So now somebody can just apply the tag of lead once they've pre-qualified it. And then once it's tagged with lead, that's what will start the automation to send it to their CRM.
1: Right. So all the other little ones don't even go to Pipedrive. Yep.
0: Yep. If it's junk, it won't go to Pipedrive, HubSpot, Salesforce, whatever they're using for a CRM. So, yeah. yeah, that's one that we've been asked about. So, you know, the combination of adding tags and then the trigger for it in Zapier, um, definitely has me really excited because I've run across I, I feel like this will solve a number of like workflows people talk about. It also allows me to really break down a lot of these ideas and like write about it, teach people about it, do videos about it and things like that. like here's ways that you can work smarter, help group things. If you have small teams that work on things, you can group things. so yeah I'm it, it'll probably be another like seven to ten days before that's out. but I'm really excited just because it has, a ton of possibilities with what it can solve and make easier for people.
1: Yeah, well, you should have told that moving company lead that we switched from Zendesk to Leadferno. (laughs) We actually had the Zendesk chat widget originally on our site, and we still use Zendesk for our our email support. It's good for that. It's great for like, you know, organizing tickets and keeping track of everything. But in terms of like a chat widget, wow, Leadferno is way better. We love it.
0: No. And I tried to share that, you know, he was going eh, with anything, right? You always have to look at, you have, you know, the person who's my contact there is the owner. He's not in the day-to-day weeds. So when the people that are, are like grousing about something, right? Like, oh, this is really a pain. You go with, you know, how they feel and you're looking to solve their pain because you want them to be focused on what their job instead of focused on what can be done. And we all fall into the, you know, I've many times like, oh, well, this new tool is going to be a solution. Right. So, and we'll see, obviously there's things in, you know, Zendesk has its origination more in a ticketing system. um, So that can be done. And, And even in your case, right. When we mentioned this, when you and I were just talking on a recent call, like even for you guys, you could decide, oh, this is something that needs support and should go to Zendesk. So. You could tag it with support, and then it would populate it into Zendesk, and now it's in your ticketing system out
1: of, out of LeadFerno. Yeah, but I can't reply back through Zendesk, right? Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think our team will be happy to have that. We always segment our uh, incoming requests as either like a sales lead or a support, like someone that just has a question about using the software or about our you know, they're already a customer, they need to update their billing, whatever, like that's a support, whereas they're a new potential customer and that's sales. So we'll totally use this tagging when you launch it for segmenting our own tickets.
0: Yeah. And one other thing um, that we completed is one kind of one of those that you might assume was in the product, but it wasn't. So Architecturally, we offer you to have profiles in our system, which is basically each profile has its own shared inbox. So, the easiest way to think about this this could be locations, right? You have two locations of your business. You're a law firm with an office in Chicago and Miami, and the attorneys, the support staff, and the clientele are all different, even though it's under the same brand ownership that's there. So, that's a very easy way to understand. We call them profiles because they can also be used. We have some larger entities that have a sales and a service department. Um, And again, the employees accessing it are different. The clientele may be different. They're building different shortcuts, um, saved messages, things like that into it. Um, So, But one thing that we didn't have, just because it was a little bit tricky in how we treated some things, was the ability to transfer one conversation to another profile, from profile to profile. So um, last month, we completed that. And that makes it really nice then for ones who are using these as departments that sales could close that sale and then turn it over to service for something if they need to pick up the process or, you know, your sales widget is the only lead box widget that's on your site and everything comes in through that. And then when you find out it's an existing customer, now you can transfer them. So we already have customers enjoying that feature that, you know, that's somewhere you guys could look at like, okay, let's have a separate inbox for support things and here's our support people that access it compared to our our salespeople. So yeah. having that structure and allowing the movement of those, especially for our people that use it in departments, or want to group conversations um, together by either who that end user is or who might be accessing it on their side, that was one of those. But we had to make a lot of decisions on, you know, when you transfer that conversation, what happens? Does it close in that existing one and start in the other? Everything transfers with it. So there was just like some decisions to be made on like, how is this going to work? And what does that look like?
1: That sounds like a useful feature. Yeah. I could see us using that too. Yeah. So
0: that's what we've been accomplishing. And yeah, just as I alluded to, like churn's great. I would love for sales just to be double of what they are instead of
1: bringing on. Well, if you did that, then yeah, there's (laughs) there's your growth. You got it right there. Hardly any churn. You just need to crank up the, uh, the, incoming Cool. Yeah. customers. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I can't, I mean, I'm still scratching my head. a little. The things that I've done so many times over and over are just harder. I don't know if it's competition. I don't know if it's some economic factors. Um, yeah, it's just hard. Like the content marketing inbound, some of those things just aren't as strong, um, as what they were. It's like, Half return results of what I've seen in the past, and that's what has me saying like, "Oh, I want you know, we're getting five to twelve new customers a month, but I want fifteen to thirty new customers a month, right? I want to take that next step, and I have not found an way to unlock it yet through the things that I know how to that I do best and know how to do. And it's like I'm still continuing to do those because I still want those dozen customers a month, but I need to find what's the accelerator to hit the next level.
1: Yeah, I always think about referral programs and it, they they seem so awesome. We're going to make this referral program. It's going to drive so much business. And uh, I think both you and I have just been a little frustrated that like we can't get traction with the dang referral programs. It seems like this magic thing that, you know, someone else will be promoting our software, people that already love it, but then just getting people to actually do it. That's a tough part. Yeah,
0: yeah. That is, that as well is like, yes, there's good things about like, I have a couple of partners that are awesome, um, that have sent quite a few customers, um, in, into the double digits, which man, yeah. Having more of those all day long, instead of having a handful, if I had handfuls and feet of those, like I would be very satisfied with it. And yeah, we just haven't figured out, right. We, we upped commission percentages. You, you go from a 15% affiliate fee to a 25% once you hit 10 customers. Yep. Um, So there's financial incentive. We're willing to do all of it. We just need you to like mention it, recommend it, put it in front of them. We'll do the demo, the sale, all of those types of aspects. But yeah, it's just really been a select few that have gotten into it and done really well. We have a lot with just one or two or zero.
1: Yeah. Well, we're gonna try and be one of those partners for you. It's it's on our roadmap. Uh, chatting with Allie about it, and we're gonna roll something out. Hi- ideally, we can be one of your best referral partners. That's our goal. Nice.
0: You're you're the best. I I've probably had at least four or five demos where people are like, I was on White Spark and I used that to talk to them, and it was so easy. So I looked into who was providing it. So you've already kind of provided oh, some love that way.
1: Yeah. I wonder if like we put that in our auto response. We're not, a, we will get back to you in the next 15 minutes. And if you like this chat widget, check out Lead <laughs> Here's the, here's the link and it's your affiliate link, right? Exactly. It's actually not a bad idea. Yeah, I like it.
0: No. Yeah. I mean, you get a lot of traffic to your site
1: and yeah, we, we share, yeah.
0: you know, we definitely share, there are almost, well, not always, but a majority have been digital marketing agencies, right? So they're using exactly. you for your right. ranking tools and other things. So yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. So I, yeah, we have what, a great, great opportunity. Yeah.
0: What have you been up to the last couple of months?
1: Oh, making videos—that's that's the gist of it. <laughs>
0: that, that's the mu- that's the mustard, baby. The, 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 the Darren much. Shaw video game is very spicy.
1: Yeah, doing lots of video video work, and uh, that's that's been my primary focus on the software side. The we do have an exciting launch coming up. I can't believe it; it's been so long in the works. But our GBP management platform, Google business profile management platform. It's done. It's working. People are using it. People are loving it. Uh, We've, we've worked out all the kinks. And so the only thing that we're working on now is final tweaks on the landing page. Uh, uh, Video editor, Carl and Troy are, are finalizing the video that we're going to put on that landing page and we're going to open it up uh, early next week. Wow. Welcome. Come and sign up for this brand new software, a whole new revenue stream at white spark. Um, And it's the, uh, you know, foundation, the first version of our Google business profile management platform. And so I'm really excited to finally get that out the door. The main feature that we're launching with is Google updates management. The problem that we're solving is Google keeps changing my dang Google business profile. They don't even let me know sometimes. And then uh like i find out that oh look they changed my primary category my rankings tanked and so our software will alert you anytime there's a change in your google business profile whether or not it was made by google or if it was made by like another owner manager on the account and then you can just one click reject to be like nope not today google and you send it right back and it also allows you to see some of the changes that google suggests that maybe are helpful like if they suggest some new categories, they're right. But actually, that is a good category. I should add that to my profile. So we have that system. It's in place. You can also, of course, use it to manage your Google business profile right in our platform. You can make changes and we'll sync back and forth to Google. So that is coming out the door early next week. And I'm super pumped about that.
0: Yeah, I would be too. I, I understand this right, right? You you will ping them anytime something has changed, correct? Yes, and that, like, how, how are you doing like a daily monitor of that? What does that look like?
1: So we actually have a really well-built alert system. And so you can add multiple alerts. You can say, I want to be alerted immediately, and that's roughly within 15 minutes of the change happening. Um, so we, I, think, I think we have a cron that runs every 15 minutes, checks for new changes and sends alerts, right? So um, within 15 minutes of any changes, you can set the immediate and that's the default setting you're just going to get alerted anytime but you can also add daily digests weekly digests or monthly digests so some brands like if you if you if you're a a 300 location company you will do not want to receive so many emails every single day. So then you might choose to switch to a digest, right? You get them all in one day, you deal with them the next day, or even a weekly digest if you're not too, too concerned. But at least having visibility into this and having visibility at scale. Another thing that you get with it is this archive of changes. You can't see this in Google. You can't see that, you know, a business owner... Uh, or a manager made this changed last month. And so if you're like, if you want that audit trail of like, who's making, who's updating your Google business profile, you don't have that. So you yeah. have the audit trail as well, which is a huge value. And it's really inexpensive to get in uh, at this, this phase because we only have that one piece of functionality. It's going to be, you, you're probably going to scoff at me, Aaron, but it's going to be a dollar a month. Uh, oh. You have to pay annually. Uh, so it's 12 bucks for it per location. So no. 12 bucks per no. year per location. No, Darren. I'm doing it. Yeah, too late. Too late, Aaron. But <laughs> the price is going up, uh, you know, as we add all these different features. So I'm going to talk to you about our pipeline. So the next thing that we we currently don't have a feature to let you manage services, that's in development right now. And that'll come shortly on the heels of this, which gives us another marketing launch. Um we also, like, let's say you want to update the hours across 50 locations or 100 locations. We don't currently support that in the platform. So that's also top priority to be able to push changes to multiple locations uh, in one go. And So that's coming out uh, shortly after the services. And then we're just going to keep rolling with all this Google business profile management features like Q&A section uh, to be able to, monitor, respond, and seed your Q&A, Google Post section, managing your reviews in there with review responses and review templates and all that kind of stuff. And a really good uh, GBP Insights reporting platform, which will then, of course, we're gonna start pulling in our rank tracking. So it's it's the foundation and we're gonna continue rolling out those features over the course of, you know, forever. It's, it basically is the foundation of our platform that we're building. Oh, Darren, I winced so hard. I know you did. I, I I I I could feel your wince before I even said the words. But my my goal is to get people in there. I really think that there's huge value, and I want to make it accessible for the small business. And now, in in a year, like if you sign up today for a dollar a month per location. It might be seven ninety nine per location when your thing renews. This is a beta launch, and so rather than getting people in beta for free, we're we're doing beta at a, at a paid. So we're going to make some revenue, and we just want like thousands of people using this thing. It should be a no brainer. It should be like you don't have to think twice. Oh, it's twelve bucks. Yeah, cool. Sign me up. No, but a a
0: a dollar a month. Like, how do I word this? Like. I don't. I don't even feel like I can buy a dollar for a dollar. Like that's just too cheap. Like what's not a dollar? Twelve bucks. You got to give me twelve bucks. You can't give me a dollar. I know, but for the year, it's a dollar a month. Like yeah, I know. I I just I I always think. Uh, I know we've talked about this. before, like I think in increments. I think if you had some deal where it was ninety nine dollars for the year. That would be a screaming deal. And all you're saying is, here's all the, here's what we free you up. Here's all the ways we save you oh. and whatever else. And like, then you can get in your multi location discounts, whatever else. Software pricing has gone up so much across the board that even if you said, hey, it's $15 a month or $10 a month, but only $99 for the year or even, ugh. for the year. If you want to show a bigger,
1: I don't want a monthly plan though. No one can sign up for monthly. You got, you got to, you got to go annual.
0: All right. So then, yeah, just do it, do it. You're do it. $99 for the year. Like it's, it's worth that. Like I I think well we haven't launched
1: yet. Maybe you've convinced me to go 39, maybe, maybe 12, I'll go from 12 to like 39. I'm not going 99. It's too expensive. $99 for the entire year. You think is too expensive per location? Yeah. I think it's fine. Like, we, we will have multi-location discounts, but.
0: Uh. Yeah. So I, I I say you're fine with that. Like do multi-location discounts, but for a one location business, just to pay 99 bucks for the year and be able to like have it, manage it, whatever else. It, it just gives you so much more freedom as well for your discounting. Now you can add in other services without having to raise the value because when you're starting it so cheap, the next thing you tack on, you automatically need to charge more than what that product is, yeah. And now you've price anchored people into something super cheap, and that feel like, oh, well, this, you know, the first level of this was just twelve dollars for the year, and now the next level is twelve dollars a month. Like,
1: well, we say that, and we say that in the sign up. We say, listen, you're 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 locking in the future features for the course of this year, but guaranteed, our price is going up significantly. I don't know. You you've convinced me that that uh, we should adjust that pricing a little bit. And, yeah. and have, have 99 be a retail. If you want to do a sale
0: for the first week of 49 instead of 99, like do that, do a do an urgency where, hey, for the first 30 days, here's the screaming deal that yeah. you get the first year
1: for only 49. But like, yeah, but I, I wouldn't just look at it. A- I might go lower than, than these numbers you're saying, because honestly, I want everyone to use it. I don't want just like, okay, great. We got 50 people to sign up. I want like 600 people to sign up. I want yeah. lots of people in here. But I would argue the dollar amount thing,
0: isn't a det- like, th- then you would look at, I'm just going to do freemium. Like I, I, I think the the difference is either zero and something. And that something you have a whole lot of thing. I just don't think price point is going to be, that's, that's not the deterring factor. Whether people realize it's a value or something they want to deal with, like, yes, that's going to be there. And so I just don't, I think unless you went with a freemium model and had a way where you figure out how you were going to unlock it and that was part of your marketing plan and you had fast follows to what you would step into next, I I think that would be one thing. But for me, you can always go down and not ruffle feathers. You go up and you will always ruffle feathers. You will always have people that look at it like you're just price anchoring. I think it's such a phenomenally, ridiculously low rate. Like you, you can't even think about it for a dollar a month.
1: You can't. All right. All right. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to reassess this. All right. Uh, so we're going to rename this podcast from the ketchup to the like Darren and Aaron debate price. Aaron, Aaron scolds Darren. <laughs> exactly. All right. That's right. And all then, right.
0: And t- right. This is just, this is just my opinion. Right. But like, I, I see it. It's just all about va- I'm just such a big believer in value and you're bringing something of value. And really if you, pretty awesome, if you only value it at a dollar a month, how are you going to expect anyone out? Like, I just think that's such a miss. I get, I literally get, I have maybe two customers ever that have griped about our price, which starts at $150. Sure. That's
1: two out of hundreds. So like, that's a weird thing to me. It's like, that's our most common cancellation reason. Too expensive. You know how much our rank tracker, the most of the people that cancel because it's too expensive for our rank tracker, they're paying 25 bucks a month. I'm like, what the hell?
0: Yeah. But you'd have to, to I would dissect those businesses and be like, what are they? Right? They have yeah. Two, they're always two clients. G-mails. It's Yes. Yeah. yeah. I know. So it's like some of that's like who you target and, and whatever else. But of course. I look at this. Are you allowing, will they be able to, will agencies be able to white label this and sell it to their clients? No. No. Okay. No. Nah.
1: No. So it's all direct, all direct with you. Yeah. That's an update too, actually. We got rid of white label on our SEO service. Yeah. Just not worth the trouble. Yep. Just no yeah, more white labeling. Uh, we can all still white right. label some of our software. And you can, if
0: you want to get yelled at more, just ping me. I won't, I won't be as aggressive as I just was. I'll just give you <laughs> honest feedback. I just, I just don't think you should, I just feel like you sell your value short a lot of times. I think
1: you make some good points, yeah. And I I would imagine that you probably toned it down for the podcast, but I guess not. (laughs) You were just giving it to me, (laughs) giving me the gears on live podcast recording. You
0: got me wound up, man. I just don't want you leaving a ridiculous amount of money on the table. Like I said. All right, all right, yeah, okay, thanks. If it was me, like retail, do retail and do an intro offer. That's a screaming deal. That's half of that price, but like like do show that you believe this has a shitload of value and will continue to get value. Right. So like retails 99, here's how you get it for $49 in the first week or month, right. Set it for a week and then you can extend it if you want, but like use urgency and the deal to get people on. Cause I just, whether they spend $1 or $99, I just think. Over a year is like it's the it's the same dang
1: thing, right? Like, sure, all right, and it, all right. I'm off my soapbox. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, was helpful. I'm glad I brought it up. Actually, uh, I think I, you can either yell at me. a fit, lot more money, and I can. Yeah. I, I'll I'll send you. In fact, I'll sell it for ninety nine, I'll send you ninety eight dollars a year straight into your bank
0: <laughs> Well, right, I'm in on this. <laughs> I am going to be such a promoting. Like, I'm going to go spray paint. The White Spark GBP management platform on the side of my car, and just drive yeah. around every small town in
1: America. I only want a dollar. You can have the rest. You can have the other ninety-eight. That's all I care about. I just want one dollar, please.
0: All right. <laughs> all right. Well, there we go. Now we got. Now we got our spicy. There's the mustard, folks. <laughs> yeah. Aaron got wound up. <laughs> Darren didn't tell me to screw off. So that's good. It's good. We're good friends. We can, we can banter aggressively and it's all good.
1: I would never tell you to screw off. I'm always listening to you, man. You're yeah. smart. You're good at, you're good at SAS. You're like my SAS coach. So N- thank you. listen, I'm opinionated. Yes.
0: And I want you to win. Like, so those things combine there and it makes me passionate
1: and yeah, just don't sell yourself short. You want everyone to win, man. It's your motto. Win right now. Yeah.
0: Nope. That is, that is my motto. You're correct. Thanks for remembering that. So <laughs>
1: Um, all right, I'm going to give you, uh, I'm going to blast you another quick update just because we're running short on time and yeah. So another thing that we're doing, uh, I've talked about this on previous episodes, but this marketing stuff that I've been doing for the last six months has just been really good. It's like, uh, we, so I'll just remind our listeners, what I'm doing. So I'm trying to do like a weekly YouTube video. Then we take that video. We turn it into a blog post. We send it out to our mailing list. We uh, turn it into a Twitter thread. We turn it into a carousel. So that's just one, one video gets turned into all that promotion. Plus we're trying to do like multiple short posts per week. I'm just trying to be omnipresent on the social channels all the time, teaching people about local SEO. And it's working really well. Uh, Our SEO services, uh, MRR is up 20%. Uh, We've actually had to put a wait list up because we can't hire, like we got to hire some more people. Like everyone's just crushing under the load. Our listing service, uh, if you talked to me, you know, seven months ago, um, we were a bit worried about like the the order queue drying up and not having enough work for all of our team members. We now uh, are like had to extend our timeline we're completing orders, we're hiring more people on the listing service, we're thinking about like, maybe we might have to put a waitlist up on our listing service as well. Um, Our rank tracker is up 30% from January 1st to today. So MRR is up 30%. Our lead volume is up 30%. Like the support team is just busier than ever. We're hiring new team members on SEO and the listing service. I'm and I'm actually so I want to increase the output of this content marketing. I want to be doing at least two longer videos per day, a daily short video. um, And I'm planning to hire another person to join Gabby and me with, uh, with the marketing. So that marketing stuff that I have been doing is it's interesting because you did talk about this earlier, Aaron, you're like, you know, the the content stuff that I've been doing doesn't seem to have the same impact. And I think that's true. And I think that attention is divided across all of these channels now, right? So if you're, if you're only in one channel, your marketing has only that small piece of the pie, right? So that's why I'm trying to be present in all of the channels. And it really does seem to be working really well.
0: Yeah, that is awesome. I'm super jealous. Um, you know where i'm at we're just so focused on profitability i have no budget yeah i see your videos i see joy hawkins at sterling skies videos and i badly want to do them right it's like i'm i'm writing this long form content which is what you're doing you're promoting all kinds of long form content you already have and you're putting it into bite sized snackable things on youtube shorts and tiktok and everything else and it's brilliant and yeah. Especially like with our product, we have so many little educational pieces. Totally. I would love to be doing this. And yeah, this just makes me even more hungry to like, uh, in the next few months, get to that next level so I can yeah. create a couple grand a month so I can have an editor to put these things together. So that's that's awesome. The, the one thing I look at, so your waitlisting with your SEO services, it's just, one service type one price right there aren't any levels or anything to it I have
1: three levels now so we have uh, just Google business profile management for 499 a month yep we have we'll manage your website and your Google business profile so optimizing and managing both of those for a thousand dollars a month and then at 1349 we'll add some link building to it as well
0: and are all three of those considered to be on wait list or yep okay. Because that was the one thing I thought like, oh, do you wait list just a couple? But yes, we can get started with you right away if you take our, like the top tier still has openings, right? Like you use that to push somebody all the way to that top tier just was one
1: sales thought. Oh, that's an interesting idea. Yeah. 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 Actually, we're seeing a great thing happening in in that service because... In the earlier days, you know, it was probably seven months ago that we launched the full packages, right? So yep. prior to that, you could only sign up for Google Business Profile Management. And so now we're getting a lot more people signing up for the much more valuable package. And so as we as we lose customers, which tends to happen, that, that signed up with us years ago, all of our new customers. So our actual customer value has, is really going up. So nice. our, our profitability and our customer value is is, is increasing significantly. Yeah. And it sounds like to me, I
0: mean, no surprise, I'm going to say this. I would look at your 1349 package, raising it to 1549, right? Like how, how do we squeeze a little bit more out the, the demand and the excitement and the the value is absolutely there. So that might be a consideration.
1: Yeah. That's a good idea. Look you. Just tell me to raise my prices everywhere. You want to just like take a pass through our website and give me all the suggestions. I
0: I just supply and demand. Right. And when <laughs> supply is so low or the demand so high that you're just condensing the supply down that far, like do something with it. Raise
1: right? prices. That's actually, if you have to put up a wait list, that's a pretty strong sign. You should raise your prices now. All right. Great. All right. Ra- <laughs> I'll be like, Hey team, I just talked to Aaron white. We're raising prices on everything. <laughs> Across the board, a seven hundred percent. Exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, and I say, right? If if you do that, if you're raising those prices for new new customers, right? Your existing all stay the same. Yeah. But on the website, you change to fifteen forty nine, and we, you know, you market, hey, we have three spots left. Now you're using scarcity and urgency to put in there, and maybe
1: and you do ha- is it interesting in fact we just make it 99 be like, we have a wait list, but if you want to sign up for our deluxe package, we've got two spots open.
0: Yeah. 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 like sorry, all the entry level ones are taken and that and that's okay. Like I see this I, I tweet about my um, in my office building here on the other side of the, the wall that's behind me that you can see. Um, we don't do video for our podcast listeners. But it's an esthetician. She does skincare business. Yep. And her website, because she has such a great business, referrals, whatever else, her website CTAs are join the waitlist. And she says she gets about a dozen. Like when I saw that, I was like, wow, tell me about that. She gets a dozen people inquiring every single month to join. And she can maybe flip over one or two customers based on yep. her churn and her time and how much she wants to work. But that waitlist creates such a like, this is quality and enough people want it that like it has a psychological effect on the buyer. It really
1: does. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think if you can do that, that is that is such a great thing to be able to do, especially when it's like, yeah, you could do it dishonestly as a marketing ploy, but in your case, like you've actually had to do it. But when you look at it and like, this work is better for us to do, people can afford this or longer term fit customers. We can scale back a little bit on our lower end stuff and cap that off, but let's Focus on these higher level customers. Like that makes a lot of sense for your business in sales, profit margins, quality of work, retention, all of those things.
1: So. Yeah. Well, we actually have realized that. So since putting up the waitlist about a week ago, we've had seven people join the waitlist, and that's higher than our typical signups. It's a lot easier to be like, I'm going to put my email on this waitlist than it is yeah. to enter your credit card, right? Yeah. So. That's been helpful, but that massive benefit that we're realizing is when we open up the wait list and we start contacting people, we get to pick and choose. We're like, ah, that's a great lead. Look at this cosmetic dentist. Yes. Hello. Pet sitter. You know, great, but you might not be the best client for us versus this cosmetic dentist, right? Like uh, the impact we can have for the cosmetic dentist is massive. So it's, uh, we're really kind of like, we're like, man, geez, do we keep this wait list up always? And, and it just allows us to, to filter our, our leads in a, in a different way. So,
0: yeah, yeah. no, I definitely think there's a lot of positives and a lot of things, again, you could test, play around with there to see what it does for your lead funnel and your profitability and yeah, the, the roster of clients that you get with it. So.
1: Yep. Yeah. So Anyways, waitlist is not a bad thing right now. And certainly we're trying to hire and, and scale up the team so that we can open it back up. But when we do open it back up, we realize, oh, great. Now we get to open it up to the leads that look the best. Yeah.
0: Or you're, you're closed for monthly plans, but annual is available. Oh. So, I mean, there's, there's a number of ways you could look at this and say, we will take people who are committed all day long because we already know our averages: three months, six months, nine months, whatever else. So if we have yep. somebody coming in at 12 months, here's
1: here's how we're going to do it. So you got lots of good ideas, Aaron Wicke. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs>
0: uh, well, that's the end of my updates. Cool. Yeah, I would say the only thing closing for me, uh, I'm excited with some of the stuff we're going to work on this summer after we close out tags and wrap that up. Um, we already have, uh, what we call, what do we call it? Our lead capture report. So that's basically like a quantity level report. How many times has someone opened the lead box on your site? How many actions did they take? Oh yeah. Did they, did they hit your click the call button? Did they, you know, come through over text message through Google business messages, Facebook, what pages were these actions happening on? And we also uh, have our integration with GA4. So all those report as events, which you can easily turn into a conversion. So you can track conversions through Google Analytics. Um, so the quantity side of reporting, we have great features there that people are already utilizing. What we're working on next, based on a number of inquiries and a few like manual things we do for a few bigger clients, is more of like a quality report. I don't know what we're going to call it but it's looking at like time to first reply, overall reply times, um, reporting per agent, uh, possibly like times a day you get the most leads. Um, So really looking at the timing aspect of things since that's something we, you know, text is real time um, and a step up from a form and some of those other elements Uh, and then individual agent reporting. So when you have a sales staff of three or five or 10 It's very easy for you to be able to see, you know, who's taking the majority of these, what's their success rate, what's their reply. You know, when Sarah's like, man, I'm, you know, just not doing very well, but, and you're able to see Beth is well, best time to first reply is like eight minutes and hers is like two hours. You, You can see why more of the leads are closing because timing might be a big part of it. So yeah, really, really excited about, that side because I think it's something that will be very helpful to our customers. I think from a psychological view that adds some of the gamification, it can add some competitiveness now to users to see like, how well am I responding? Am I above the company average or below it? How much can I improve? What do my close ratios look like? Um, So yeah, excited to, to start working on that next.
1: Sounds awesome. Yeah, those are really good features. I think we'll take good advantage of those out at WhiteSpark. Time to reply is one thing that I do look at in Zen. Zen Desk. And so I'd like to see that in Leadferno too. That'd be great. Yeah, cool. Um, and another one I thought for your reporting is once you have the tags, I'd love to see the breakdown. So if, let's say I have this tag, I want to see like a pie chart or, or bar chart of like how many tickets are for each tag.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. All right. Both of our reporting, we did do some discussion on building in a filtering tool, right? We have filtering for the inbox. So you can filter by, you know, who is assigned to it, who's it sent. Tag will be a a filter you can use in it. Was it won or lost? All those kind of things. But yeah, some report-specific filtering. Um, Once we have that report out, I could see being a good follow-up or future feature going into it. The same set of filters for both a quality and a quantity report. and being able to drill down in those things would definitely be helpful. Yep. Awesome. All right. Cool. Sounds good. That leads us. All right. You've hung on through eighties movies and (laughs) British crime shows and pricing debates, Aaron, getting angry at Darren. And then we made up and everything's okay. (laughs) And yeah, our last, our last update is we've decided we're going to take a break on recording the podcast for the summer.
1: This for the summer. We'll see. We'll, yep. we'll see how we're feeling in the fall. And uh, I don't know, recording this podcast made me feel pumped about the podcast again. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, so nice to chat with you, Aaron. Yeah. It sounds like golfing, Darren. Like I don't make it a priority.
0: Then I go and I have a couple of good shots and I'm like, oh, I should get out here more often and golf. Exactly. And then you go out <laughs> the next time and you're like, oh, why did I think I should do this again? Like,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But yeah. We both have a lot going on. Summers get busy with family things and business things and, and whatever else. So yeah, we just uh, agreed based on priorities and what's there that we're just going to take a, a break for the summer months and we'll come back come back at you in, in the fall, maybe late August or September-ish and we'll go from there. Yep. Sounds good. Well, have All a great right. summer. Yeah, you too. I think if anything, you knew I was going to get a little bucky today and you're like, I just don't need that Monthly, so <laughs> yeah, I'm out.
1: I need to get a slap sometimes, man. You slap me good, and I'll take it. It's like it's like a, in Moonstruck. Snap out of it. <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> Speaking of '80s movies, yeah.
0: I'm trying to lovingly tell you you're just you're worth more. I'm trying to prop you up, Darren. Don't sell yourself Thanks, short. Darren. That's what I'm trying to do.
1: I, it's like the tough love. I, I'll take it. Yeah, I appreciate yeah.
0: it. Yeah, I could probably tone down how aggressive you it, it came off, but yeah, I just
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm here for you. Well, thank you. I appreciate it.
0: All right. And thanks to you guys for listening. Um, Yeah. uh, Hopefully you'll miss us. Hopefully absence makes the heart grow fonder. You just, you know, checking your podcast app, being like, oh, I wish Aaron and Darren were in there. I wish I saw the Sass Venture in there. You can write us love notes via Apple reviews. But yeah, hopefully after a few months, uh, we'll be back and Darren can yell at me and we'll We'll just be back to uh, our old ways or maybe we'll change some things up.
1: We'll just see the way it goes. All right. Sounds good. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you later. Bye-bye.